Welcome to Commercializing Living Therapies with CCRM. In this podcast, we'll be engaging with cell and gene therapy industry experts and influencers and sharing insider insights, information, and trends. CCRM is a leader in developing and commercializing regenerative medicine-based technologies and cell and gene therapies. I'm your host, Krista Lamb, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing Creative Destruction Lab and its advanced therapy stream. Creative Destruction Lab is a nonprofit organization founded at the University of Toronto's Rotman School. It delivers an objective space program for massively scalable seed stage science and technology based companies. Our guests today are Sonia Senek, the Executive Director at Creative Destruction Lab, and Glenn McLean, Director Technology and Venture Development at CCRM. Welcome to the show. It is so lovely to have both of you here today. Thanks for having us, Krista. Yeah, th- thank you very much. Uh... I'm excited. Well, first things first, I will get you to introduce yourself. Sonia, did you want to start and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Sonia Senek. I'm the executive director at Creative Destruction Lab, a seed stage program for massively scalable science and technology-based companies. Uh, we operate out of 13 university sites around the world. It was founded at the University of Toronto's Rotman School of Management. And uh, we've since developed streams in everything from space to energy to climate, and of course, advanced therapies, which is what we're here to talk about today. Wonderful. And Glenn? Hi, hi everyone. My name is Glenn McLean. I'm Director of Technology and Venture Development from CCRM, and I work on the business unit that's focused on company creation. And as one of the outputs of that, uh, I actually uh, led a venture through the uh, Creative Destruction Labs Advanced Therapy Stream. Uh, honeycomb therapeutics and had a great experience and very happy to uh, share some of my learnings from that. Amazing. And so why don't we start, Sonia, can you tell us a little bit about what is Creative Destruction Lab? What was it developed to do so people understand uh, what you're doing there? For sure. So the starting point for Creative Destruction Lab is this idea of if you're in outer space and you're looking down at planet Earth, and you ask the map to show you the location of early stage capital flowing to companies, you'd see sort of this massive spike over Silicon Valley, maybe a hill over Boston or a hill over New York. But if you're in the same spot in outer space and you're looking down at planet Earth and you ask the map to show you the location of scientific breakthroughs, the whole map would light up. So the economist who founded this lab, uh, Professor Ajay Agrawal at U of T, sought to answer the question, why are these two maps so different? Why is there great research and development and ideas being created all over the world, but it's only being commercialized in a very narrow area on planet Earth. And there's typically three answers to that question that you'll get. You'll People will say, oh, you know, Silicon Valley, they just have better ideas, um, which if you reference academic journals, it's just empirically not true. They'll say, well, Silicon Valley, you know, there's more capital there. As you know, capital is globally available. It could be part of the story, but by no means the whole thing. And then they may say, well, Silicon Valley, they just have that hustle which again, could be a part of the story, but can't make up for the the gap that we see. So the thesis of CDL is it's none of these three reasons why there's such a well-functioning marketplace for commercializing deep tech in Silicon Valley. It's actually a failure in the market for high quality judgment. So what is judgment? An entrepreneur wakes up in the morning, has a list of a thousand things they need to do to build their business but they only have the time, energy, and resources to pick three things from that list. But the act of picking from the list of a thousand things 
requires judgment. And at CDL, we believe that, you know, there's all different types of judgment you can get. You can get bureaucrats and lawyers and academics and researchers. The most valuable type of judgment that an early stage founder can get while they're in the very, you know, early stages of building their business is entrepreneurial judgment. You know, someone that from someone who's done it before, from folks who have taken an idea, built it, scaled it, exited in some sort of liquidity event, year over year, decade over decade, they're building that muscle for what is the most important thing when. And so if you can think of CDL as doing one thing, it's we've created that marketplace for judgment. And specifically on the CDL advanced therapy stream, we've created that marketplace with two sides of the marketplace specializing in the advanced therapies area. It's really interesting. And I know that CCRM has been involved in the advanced therapy stream. So we'll ask you as a follow-up to tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So CCRM is a partner with us in bringing the CDL advanced therapy stream to life. Uh, We had a great opportunity with recent technological breakthroughs, regulatory support, and expedited pathways, as well as patient advocacy and public awareness. It really felt like the right time to do a specialized stream in this area. And you know, judging from the response we've got from the applications and the mentor community, it's just been a a, a wonderful partnership um, and and also a great stream. Uh, we're in our second year of running this stream. Yeah, I, I think that our listeners are going to be really interested in learning more about this. And Glenn, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about that technology sourcing and venture development team at CCRM that you're a part of, because I know it plays a role in this. Yeah, so in my role at CCRM, as I mentioned, you know, one of our core objectives is to create companies. And, you know, we we do that through a couple of different approaches. One, we engage with the academic community um, and review disclosures and work with academics to take, you know, an interesting technology from a lab and help mold it into a venture that is investable where it can then you know, spin out, attract its own investment and be a standalone company. Uh, The other thing that we do is almost turn the process on its head a bit, where we will, as a group, engage with subject matter experts and identify what is an unmet medical or commercial need, identify what that clinical need is, and then work internally as a team to identify, you know, what are potential solutions for that. And as we come to those solutions, then we will engage academics and people working in those specific areas that may have technology solutions to the problem that we've identified and then look to build a a venture around that uh, sort of concept. It's so interesting. And I know that you mentioned in your introduction that you paired and partnered with the Creative Destruction Lab and I'm assuming on the mentoring process and in a number of ways. And I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, a number of um, people from CCRM were involved in part of the mentoring uh, um, process. I know Michael May, our our CEO, was a mentor, as was Cynthia Lavoie, who is our chief investment officer, as well as Robin Quirk, who is the VP of our um, company creation group, uh, someone who's worked in the startup space for 20 years. And between Mike, Cynthia, and Rob, like I, I think you have a a group of people with very specific experiences throughout the sort of entrepreneurial path where you have people that have founded, scaled, and attracted investment for companies. And I think as mentors to, you know, early stage ventures, they they just have some really rich experience to share. 
And Sonia, I wanted to follow up a little bit with the mentor space and to ask you why it's so important to have a mentoring element to the program. Yeah. CDL very much is focused on the mentorship of early stage founders. It's all about setting the right objectives in eight-week cycles and being able to bring in a distributed set of folks with different backgrounds, different experiences, all looking at the same venture and all working together to collaborate on, hey, what really are the three most important things that this company should be doing over the next eight weeks? If you were to just get that information or just get that advice from one person, you'd be constrained with the experiences of that one mentor. So a really important part, Krista, of what we're, what, how we run CDL and what we bring together is connecting these mentors together. They collaborate in the small group meetings with the ventures. They speak to them together. Um, and also in the large room discussions, we have everybody participating in the same conversation with the venture in the room so that there's, you know, clarity on what the venture is trying to achieve and also different ears and different experiences are going to hear that, that information differently. And we get a situation where the whole is really greater than the sum of its parts in, in having this integrated mentorship approach. Um, it's really at the heart of what we do is that community of mentors to, to benefit the founders, um, on the other side of the, the marketplace. Amazing. And Glenn, what was your experience of being mentored? Are there things that you learned? What I would love to know. No pressure, Glenn. <laughs> no, I mean, this is an easy question because I, I really loved the experience and got a, a lot out of it. So just, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, um, for one of our um, ventures, I uh, led um, Honeycomb Therapeutics through CDL along with one of the scientific co-founders and what I found really helpful is to really stress test some of our assumptions. So, you know, when you work closely with a, a founder on these ventures, like you communicate all the time and, you know, you have a, you have a pretty good sense that you got things figured out and, you know, you think you know your path. And there was tremendous value for us to go to CDL and people would essentially approach our concept cold where they didn't have the months of background that we had, they had maybe a 10 minute pitch and they would say, you know what, this doesn't make sense or this doesn't come through or have you thought about this? And that was so incredibly valuable for us. Um, one, to sharpen our messaging, but then to also, you know, we got a lot of great feedback on how to refine our plans and really streamline our, our messaging and make sure that you know, we are focusing on the most important things. Like Sonia mentioned, there are a thousand things any given day that you can do, but it's really important to focus on the most important things. And that's where it was helpful for us through the CDL mentorship, where you have people that have done this to really emphasize to us what is most important that should be getting our full attention. And that makes me think of a follow-up, Glenn, um, in terms of what are some of the skills, some of the practical skills that people might take away from working with CDL? Because you mentioned a few things, but I know people listening might wonder about that. Yeah. So I, I think the first thing I'd like to, to highlight, you know, in order to get the most out of CDL, you have to be open-minded and coachable because you will be challenged on things. And that's not a bad thing. That is incredibly valuable. And you have to be able to take that constructive um, criticism and learn from it. And everyone is there to help you make a, a better venture. 
So I think that's the most important skill going into CDL. In terms of what we learned through the CDL process, I think so much of it comes down to really simplifying and refining messaging. You know, the founder and myself are both very technical people. So, you know, in early days, we'd really get stuck in the technical weeds and lose our audience. Um, So that was something that we, I think, got much better at. And then to really be able to pull together a coherent development plan, mapping out what you're going to do as part of your venture and when you're going to do it and what is required to sort of hit those milestones. Um, That's what was most helpful for us. Really, really interesting stuff. And Sonia, I wanted to ask you a little bit because I'm sure there are people that are wondering about the practicalities of getting involved with this. How do companies pitch? How do they get accepted? How long does it take to graduate? Could you tell me a little bit about just some of those practical things? Absolutely. So one of the really unique aspects of the CDL Advanced Therapy Stream is it's a global stream at CDL. So what that means is we have four universities collaborating together on bringing this stream to life. The CDL Toronto at University of Toronto, CDL Vancouver at University of British Columbia, CDL Oxford at University of Oxford, and CDL Wisconsin as well at the University of Madison, Wisconsin. What that means, Krista, is we have locations where we have these hubs of engagement with the labs, with the communities there. Um, We're looking to get engage with as many founders as we can from all over the world. If you have a great idea in the space, you can apply to CDL. You don't need to be affiliated with a certain university or a certain lab. Um, Anyone can apply. We open our central applications at sort of the beginning of each year, and we accept companies into, we start our year in the fall. So there's a several months process there where the companies are providing information. They participate in some interviews. We do a technical review. We have some of our specialists in each of the streams reviewing some of the applications. And then we bring in our and finalize our cohort. And so truly, it is just engaging directly with our incredible team of, of venture venture managers around, around the uh, CDL community. And we're actively looking for anyone who has a great idea that wants to commercialize in this space. Um, so what we sort of say is, if you have an amazing idea and not really a fully formed business plan, that's sort of the sweet spot of where CDL can help you the most. Because as Glenn said, feedback is gold at CDL and you have a room full of mentors that want to help you make this into a commercializable, scalable business. Um, so that's really where folks should be thinking. If they're in that, in that in-between spot, the early stages, I think there's a lot of impact and support that this community can give you. Yeah, and it sounds like a really, really exciting opportunity as well. And I know that everyone listening is really interested in regenerative medicine and cell and gene therapies. And Glenn, so I'll ask you, how do you see this program as being something that will help the future of our regenerative medicine community in Canada? Yeah, I think it's really impactful, sort of on twofold. One, I think it sort of brings all the mentors together, like when we have the in-person events, I think there's sort of cross-fertilization of ideas and sort of new relationships that happen at the mentor level. But then between the mentors and, you know, the ventures, the founders, you know, it's just being able to tap into that experience, internalize that experience, and then pass the learnings on. So hopefully there's there are things that I learned from CDL last year 
that hopefully I've been able to communicate back to my team or back to my, you know, peer network of other people that have startups. And I think that's how you collectively build a better ecosystem. Like you're, you know, whatever you learn from CDL, you don't kind of hoard onto it and keep it to yourself. Like you share it with the ecosystem and that's how we grow better or grow stronger as a community. And I'd love to ask the same question to you, Sonia, in terms of how do you see this program helping shape the regenerative medicine community in the future? What I think is really special is Glenn's sentiment about paying it forward. So as we have every year of cohorts of graduate companies, scientists, researchers that are in the space or business people that are interested in the space and investing in the space, every year we run this program is another year of alumni and committed folks in that ecosystem that we just continue to grow. So being able to keep that community together and continuing to expand it, um, there's going to be, you know, I can't wait to have alumni mentors come back after, you know, they've had years of operating and scaling their advanced therapies businesses and bringing back those insights. I think that's an essential part of what makes this community so special. And I think uh, we're going to see a lot more of that as the years go on. Glenn, in terms of the regenerative medicine community and the very specific things about what our workplace does, what what we're doing in cell and gene therapy, are there things that you could tell us about in relation to that and the program? Yeah, certainly. So, you know, I, I think one thing about the regenerative medicine field, cell and gene therapies, advanced therapeutics, is, you know, it's a younger field. So, you know, sometimes things will move slower in terms of development and, you know, it can take a lot of capital to move a cell or a gene therapy to the clinic. And I think what's great about the advanced therapy stream is most of, actually all of the mentors kind of get it because they're in that field. So, you know, it's different than developing a medical device or an app or some sort of digital health solution, like a cell and gene therapy by nature of its biology is slow and expensive. So the advice that a mentor would give me would be much different than someone that, you know, has some sort of elegant computing solution um, for a hospital or something like that. And, you know, being able to tap into those mentors with that sort of sector specific experience and perspective is, is really important um, and valuable. Uh, so I, I think that's one of the beauties of the advanced therapy stream is, you know, the mentors just get it because they live in this world. Fantastic. And so as we start to wrap up, is there anything that either of you would like to talk about in terms of the successes that you've had so far? Are there anything that you would like to highlight? Glenn, I don't know if you'd want to go first and, and let me know about that. Yeah, certainly. So you know, I think in terms of the successes, you don't realize it at the time, but when I look back at our for our initial CDL application, we thought we kind of had things figured out and had a great plan and all the rest of it. And after going through the program, like we graduated the program, we've maintained contact with some of our mentors since then and sort of built new relationships. And now when I look back at our CDL application, I'm like, wow, we've come so far in terms of you know, evolving our thinking and our messaging. Um, so all incredibly valuable. So just a, a very positive experience uh, throughout from my perspective. Wonderful. And Sonia? 
I think as uh, Chris, as we've touched on is these incredible relationships, you know, being able to collaborate across four universities to bring the stream to life, our partnership with CCRM, the engagement with these incredible mentors in the advanced therapy space, and these ambitious founders with amazing ideas and amazing research, being able to stitch that all together and have, you know, commercialized companies or outcomes that are positive for not just the companies scaling, but also the treatments that are then going to be available to patients. The outcomes and the impacts of bringing these types of technologies to market are, you know, profoundly bigger than than just our small community. And I think that, as I mentioned, the, every year that we that we build on that community and bring more great ideas in and continue to re-engage with our mentors, the relationships are at the heart of it. So I'd say the success in building those relationships and continuing to strengthen our partnerships is is really essential. Absolutely. And Sonia, earlier you had mentioned patience. And I think that's something that is really important when we're thinking about any um, technologies related to medical or therapeutics. And I wondered how you see them at the heart of this project. Yeah. So there's a growing demand for innovative treatments for personalized medicine and generally unmet medical needs. Many advanced therapies focus on addressing diseases and conditions that have traditionally been challenging to treat effectively, like rare genetic disorders, certain types of cancers, and diseases with limited or no available treatment options. And so I mentioned that bringing this stream to life had three elements of sort of why now, Um, the technological advances, the regulatory support and expedited pathways, just really streamlining, trying to get more personalized therapies to market. And then of course, the patient advocacy and the public awareness that Hey, these could be this could be possible for us and let's try to get, you know, have the the benefit of this great research and these if these tools are available, how can we start benefiting patients and communities now? And I think that conversation's growing and that's exciting to see. Wonderful. And before I let you go, is there anything that I have missed that you would like me to include in this interview? Honeycomb is just really exciting. And I know we can't <laughs> say more about it, but, but it was just, we, you know, we're so proud to have had uh, Glenn and the team come through the program. It's been an amazing story in, in our community. So we're just thrilled about that. Uh, th- thanks very much for saying that. And I mean, certainly from our perspective, the support we got from the mentors and the CDL community was a- amazing and, and so helpful for us. And, you know, I guess the last take home message I would have for people, you know, considering putting a venture into the stream is make sure you have fun with it. Um, you know, I think we had fun with a lot of our mentor discussions and, you know, it, it should not be a stressful time. It's everyone is there to help you. Um, so accept that help, have fun with it. And uh, yeah, good things will happen. I love that. And I love that you're giving our listeners something to expect later on. We've got great things coming. So keep your eye on this space. So thank you to both of you for joining me today. This was a wonderful conversation. And I'm so glad I got the chance to chat with you both. Thanks, Krista. Thanks very much. This is fun. I'm Krista Lamb, and you've been listening to Commercializing Living Therapies with CCRM. If you liked today's show, please be sure to share it with others. You can find more episodes at ccrm.ca backslash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a question or comment about the show, 
email us at podcast at ccrm.ca or reach out to us on social media at ccrm underscore ca. Our hashtag for social media sharing is CCRM podcast. Thanks for listening.